to the Yes, Young Enough to Serve podcast. We invite you to join us for encouraging stories about people over 50 making kingdom impact. We hope you'll be inspired. Here's our host, Judy Wick. Hi, this is Judy, and once again, I'm in the rainy Santa Cruz Mountains in California and thrilled that we have had this rain off and on for a week. So I know I talked about this last time, and if anyone's listening thinking, wow, she just talked about that, it's just California desperately needs rain. So we feel very, very good about what is happening here right now. Today, I have the privilege of introducing you to some dear friends of ours. Wes and I met Richard and Leona Bergstrom over a decade ago when we launched Yes, Young Enough to Serve. They were one of the first couples that we met that are in this field, and they have been not just friends, but mentors of ours, and we have gleaned so much from their ministry. I think you're going to really enjoy meeting them, and uh, oh, I, I have a lot I want to say about them, but I just would like to dive in and welcome Richard and Leona. Thank, Thank you. you. Very good to be here. Yeah, and you're, we're talking to you all the way from what city in Washington? Suquamish, Washington. Yeah. yeah. We're across the sound from Seattle. Yeah, so you're obviously in a beautiful area of our country, so welcome. Well, one thing that has been so exciting is in your ministry as it's evolved is how God has opened so many doors for both of you. So I just would love for you to share, um, Richard, share some backstories on how the Lord led you to plant this ministry, Reignite. Well, there are converging backstories for Leon and I, where she spent uh, over 30 years in uh, the field of older adult service, gerontology, and then I was serving in a church and in a parachurch, church consulting kind of a role. And we increasingly saw the need to address the issue of older adult ministry. And uh, in the year uh, 2000, we actually self-published our first book, Amazing Grace unleashing the power of age in your congregation. And that led to opportunities to do some speaking and consulting, lead workshops on older adult ministry. And that led us into an opportunity locally at our former church in Kirkland, Washington. And that also led us into an opportunity to co-direct our national ministry, second half ministry with our denomination. So for 10 years, we were working at this both locally and nationally, and increasingly, as we saw the boomers aging, uh, we saw that they weren't responding some of the to some of the traditional senior adult ministry opportunities. In fact, they wouldn't go anywhere near them. And right. so uh, we realized that in order to reach our peers with our message, we needed to retool and recalibrate the entire approach. And mm -hmm. so we, we took on a very much more personal approach in Reignite, by challenging people to discover and live out their life purpose at this stage of life. And so in the last several years, we've been developing a curriculum and then a retreat in order to facilitate that process in the lives of people. And that led us to publishing the book, Third Calling. 
And Leona, what would you say, like as far as just the backstory for you to be, obviously you're married to Richard. In fact, how long have you been, how long have you been married? Almost 46 years. Yes, I guess you kind of know each other. <laughs> well, we're getting acquainted, yeah. Well, the backstory, as Richard said, I had been in older adult services in many areas uh, of community-based service. And he was in ministry and pastoral ministry for these years. And we came together to, to really serve our generation. For me, because I worked with older people, I saw my own generation so fearful of becoming old that they denied all the possibilities of it and uh, mm. started maybe playing more, coming up with other ways to defy and deny that aging. And we really began to feel the calling to reach out to our own, our own demographic, our right. own peers, to say long life is a gift from God to right. be utilized as he calls us to do. So it's been a fun journey, and to be doing this together now is really, really fun and challenging uh, and exciting to see what God's doing. So I think it was probably about a year and a half. Surely it hasn't been two years ago that you wrote uh, Third Calling. Right. But Third Calling is uh, what, what are you doing the rest of your life? And this is a book Again, sometimes I feel like, man, I don't want to sound like an infomercial, but if, if you were sitting across from the table from me right now, I would just look into your eyes and say, please, please, please get this book. This is a great book on just asking yourself questions and people in your, in your small group or your class or your circle of influence just key questions on what are you doing the rest of your life, but taking uh, proactive steps on how to get there. There's, uh, this is all based on scripture and some just, I think, phenomenal insight on guiding people in their later years. So Richard, I was wondering if you would be so kind to, yeah, this is not a spoiler alert because this is the foundational story that you, uh, you lay in this book. But would you please tell our listeners the story of the rabbi? Well, certainly, because that captures really the vision for the whole message of the book. There's an old legend that tells of a Jewish rabbi who walked along the same road every day from the temple to his home. One day, being deep in thought about the events of the day, he missed a usual turn and he found himself at a city gate that he was unfamiliar with. A guard yelled down from the gate, who are you and why are you here? Mm -hmm. And startled by this voice, the rabbi looked up and said, who are you? The guard explained that he was a guard for the king and then once again demanded an answer to his questions. Who are you and why are you here? But instead of giving an answer, the rabbi asked, how much do you get paid each day to stand and ask those questions to those who pass by? The guard was bothered by the rabbi's odd questions, but he told him his wages. And the rabbi then told the guard, I will double your wages if you will come and stand outside my house. And each day when I step outside, ask me those two questions. <laughs> Who are you and why are you here? And so uh, that, those two questions really frame our, our conversation around third calling and uh, challenging people to think about at this stage of life, who are you now? Why are you here now? And what is the purpose and the calling that God has for your life as you enter into a new stage of life? 
I love that. Thanks so much. I, and we have borrowed that story and definitely given you the credit for it. Okay. But we love that story. I think it really, wouldn't you like someone like that outside your house? Sure. Well, we couldn't, <laughs> couldn't be outside everyone's house. And so we wrote the book in order to uh, be there in absentia to uh, ask those questions. Right. So I'm sure that you've heard stories and talked to people that have read your book or they've attended a, a conference where you've shared and that through third calling and what God has led you to do here, that it's reignited and a, a fresh purpose in their life for serving Christ. Could both of you maybe just share a, a short story on someone or ones that this has really ministered to? Certainly. Early on in uh, rolling out uh, this message of our book and doing our retreats, we, we did a uh, reignite retreat at our own local church in Edmonds, Washington. And there was a couple there, Will and Rebecca, who went through the retreat process and, and it reignited their dream to have a ministry aboard their 54-foot French-built sailboat that was a dry dock in Carousel, north of Venezuela. But they determined that they were going to activate their dream, sell their home, and move on to their boat after cleaning it up and relaunching it in the Caribbean. And to this day, they are conducting their ministry aboard the Annie B. True as they sail ply the waters of the Caribbean. And uh, we had an opportunity early on in their original sailings to join up with them with another couple, Tim and Manette, and uh, for a week spent the week sailing in and amongst the islands of the Caribbean. And um, Tim was able to join us and through the process of a week went through our reignite curriculum. And when he returned home, God was able to use that process in his life to prepare him for a transition that was coming from his career at Microsoft to eventually land in our church as the pastor, director of uh, local outreach. So what was an unsettling event in his life actually led him into an opportunity to pursue a new calling. We can't always offer a, a sailing in the Caribbean as we <laughs> I know, I'm thinking, hmm, how does this work? <laughs> I want to do this. A little more of a commitment, but we do, yeah. we do, uh, retreats along that same line in local churches as well as wherever God would lead us. I love that. Thank you, Richard. How about you, Leona? Do you have a story? Well, one that comes to mind is right as we wrote the book, right as soon as it was published, a small group at our local church decided to study it. We were rather surprised because these were all younger people in their 50s, and they were empty nesters wondering what was what God wanted next for them. We hadn't written a study guide yet even, and they took third calling and they studied it as a group and had great discussions. I think three of them were engineers and a couple were consultants. They were professional people, long careers, families, and they discussed the book. Then they had us come and speak, and it was just such a fun thing to hear their stories. Last Sunday, we went to their church and one of the couples came up to us and said, you must know we are taking third calling seriously. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, we never know what that's going to mean. <laughs> um, and they said, just simply, we've decided 
the first step, we've sold our house and we've wow. bought a smaller house and downsized. We don't know what our third calling is yet, but we're ready. Wow. We're just very touched by the fact that, right. you know, God might use even our words to help lead people into what it is he's calling them to do in this new season. Right. And, and being prepared for that. I think that's one of the things through your book. And then you also have the uh, study guide to go along with the book, which is, again, just a phenomenal tool if you need this for, or I think you do need it, but if uh, you want this for your small group, this is a wonderful, wonderful piece to go through and to really look in depth on changes that maybe you need to make in your life and then allowing the Lord to speak to you. Because I love this the story you just told, Leona. I mean, to downsize, but just to be more available for wherever God would call you. So what are some ways that you are sharing this message of third calling? Well, the first thing that we did was we took our retreat curriculum and developed it into a book format, which expands on the retreat. And we share that in many ways. We uh, share that primarily in making the book available so that we don't actually have to be there. Right. And people get that through Amazon. But uh, we also have uh, given it away on occasion through the Kindle version. Uh, it's also available that way. We do uh, Facebook and blogs and newsletters and social media. But in our presentations, we've done everything from a 30-minute conversation around third calling to a retreat of either one, two, or three days. Mm -hmm. And we take people through the process of discovering their third calling in a retreat setting, oftentimes in a local church on a Friday night and Saturday or all day Saturday, sometimes even in our own location here on the Puget Sound, where we're blessed to be able to offer a smaller retreat of three to four couples or four to six individuals in a, a very unique, peaceful setting right here on the Puget Sound. So we're doing it in many ways, in many places, and delivery systems that uh, help challenge people. In your study guide, one of the, at each, each chapter, you have a conclusion. And again, I love how it's so based on biblical principles. And then you just ask some really, I think, great questions to ponder and discuss. But uh, halfway through, and each, each chapter, you have a little conclusion. But I love it when you wrote, you are uniquely designed with the distinctive personality, talents, and strengths, motivations, and spiritual gifts. It is mind-boggling to consider there are no two people alike in all of the history of the universe. You are equipped for your third calling. Celebrate, live fully, change the world. And I love this admonition that you're giving to the baby boomers that we still want to make change. We still want to affect this world. And I love how you are helping so many of us lay that foundation. So I know that both of you are great in whatever the demographics look like in an audience. But right now, if you could talk to a large group of younger people with your rich, seasoned background, what would you say to that group? Well, I think this message is even more critical for younger people as they come up through the mm -hmm. ranks of their teenage years and their college career or our pursuit of their, their career or their occupation. And 
one of the things that we've noted recently, even at our alma mater in Montecito, California, Westmont College, has retooled their career development office to be a calling and career office. And uh, some of the colleges in particular and universities are recognizing that they need to help their students get in touch with who they are and why they are here right. early on in the trajectory of their life because it sets that trajectory for life and how much more valuable to go through these kinds of exercises and assessments and self-discovery methodologies to really try to align their life with their calling. Right. Uh, the website notes three aspects of calling. First, God has called us into his kingdom. And second, to be participants in his work in the world. And third, it is the ongoing task of every Christian to discern the shape of that calling through the various phases of life. So even though we're focusing on third calling, this is the kind of thing that can influence your life at an early stage. It can be a mid-course correction in midlife. Right. You're finding yourself in a, in a career that's a dead end for you, that you have no passion for, that you're not motivated in. And so we just encourage people to take a look at this information at each stage of life. I love that. There, there, was, a, there, was, excuse me, there was a movie we saw just this week, uh, which many, many people are going to. I, if I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. And it's the story of the life of Bart Millard, who wrote that story of Mercy Me. And his growing up years, his father, who was very abusive, wanted him to be a successful athlete, and especially in football. And uh, he just wasn't passionate about athletics. And then he injured himself and ended up in the glee club and was able to then find his voice, literally, as a singer. And later on in life, through many struggles, wrote that song, which has become the best-selling and most-played song in all of Christendom. Wow. Well, hey, thanks for that little background. Wes and I have a date night tomorrow night, and we already have our tickets to go in uh, and yeah. see if I, I can only imagine. So thanks. That was a good, uh, good little plug there for what I understand is an incredible movie. So if you were now to talk to people over 50, which, by the way, I love what you just said, Richard, on the importance of this message to people under 50 and just helping as they are getting their just their, their life in order. And obviously we're not planning every year out, but I think it just really helps when you have this long-term plan of, well, what are you maybe going to do for Christ in later years too? So Leona, what would be the one concept that you would love for Christians over 50 to grasp? Well, obviously our whole message is about the fact that God is not done with us yet, no matter our age or our stage of life that he has gifted us and prepared us for what he's called us to do. So that would be my, my plea to Christians over 50, but to really Christians any age, I guess, right, right. that we follow God's calling, we follow the one who calls us. Mm. I'd also like to kind of back up on that, being 30 or younger audiences as well as older audiences, is to get to know each other of every generation. To get to know someone that's 10, 20, 30, maybe 50 mm. years older than you, not only to absorb their wisdom, but to understand that life is full of experiences, that some are good, some are difficult. God is always faithful. 
and that we are designed to work together to meet the needs of a hurting world mm -hmm. and to try to bridge these huge gaps that seem to come between the generations that need not, that we are called to serve him and to meet the needs of the world at any age. My life was turned around when I got to know a woman in her 80s when I was in college. My whole life changed the trajectory of my life to not only care for older people, but to listen to the wisdom of those older than I. Thanks. I love that. Oh, it's so important. And I know that we said this before, but for our ministry, as much as we love, and we are now adults over 50, obviously, but as much as we love working with older adults, it's like, I can't imagine doing, doing this without the influence, the help, the insight, the joy that, uh, that younger people uh, bring to the table. So in closing on just maybe, I don't know, it could be a lighter note or it doesn't have to be. If you could just go back in time and you could talk to your 30 year old self, what would you say, Richard? Well, I would actually tell myself to go through this kind of a process <laughs> of self-discovery and get in touch with who I am and what my greatest contribution in life can be based upon my calling, my values, my gifting, my strengths, all the things we talk about in our retreat and in our book, and then follow that calling wholeheartedly. Now, I had a very distinct calling to pastoral ministry and a lifelong pursuit of that, but it didn't always manifest itself in the preaching pastoral role that I thought I would be in. In fact, I haven't been in that role for the past 30 years, but I've found my calling in a variety of other settings and ministries and directions that are more consistent, perhaps, with my basic wiring and what I'm passionate about. Love that. And so there's a lot to be, a lot of value in going through that process early on, as we said previously, uh, when you are in the formative stages of your life. But having said that, I have indeed followed a calling through these years and it has manifested itself in various aspects of ministry. I've wondered at times if I had pursued that process, where would I have ended up and what would mm. I have been doing? Mm. So Leona, do you have any pearls of wisdom that you could leave us with today? <laughs> oh, just to grasp the incredible gift God has given the world through you because he's designed you, he's gifted you, he's saved you to meet the needs of his people. And it's his mission. Mm. So that's, that's what I would challenge people is just to be what God's created you to be and celebrate it and live it. Wow. Thank you so, so much. Richard and Leona, we absolutely love you guys. When I started uh, the show today and said that you were mentors of ours, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. In fact, when Wes knew I was having this conversation today with you, he's like, boy, let them know they were at the forefront of mentoring him and encouraging him, the whole process of him writing his first book. So we just love you guys. You are a gift to this world. Richard, in closing, could you just say a prayer for our listeners? Well, I certainly will. And uh, yeah, there is another book that your listeners ought to get, and that's half two. <laughs> so we are privileged to be uh, a part of that, helping you get that launched and getting your message out. Thank you. And uh, yes, I will 
pray for our listeners right now. Thank you, Lord, for the ministries of yes, and also the opportunities you've placed in front of us to spread the message of hope and a purpose for people in their mature years to discover and to live out that which you've called them to. I pray for each and every listener today that is hearing this podcast, that you would inspire them with the message of purpose and passion in their later years. And bless them as they pursue that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Richard and Leona. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings. Thanks so much for being with us. You'll find brief notes from today's show and more information about Yes online at yes We'd love for you to share today's podcast with a friend.